There will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, fighting versus big blocks, like were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that went listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello, and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. This is episode number 83, BCH Guru Mint and the meme competition for 2023, featuring returning guest and meme specialist Luke Pryor. Today is Saturday, the 3rd of June, 2023. I'm your host, Jeremy Jett, and uh, the BCH Guru fanatic, we'll talk about that, is doing the producing and our guest is returning because we did the we did the meme competition last year. I think it was a bit more than a year ago. Like we haven't synced it up uh, exactly, right. but it was super popular then. So we've cleaned up the sort of submission format and all that. Uh, and we're back for another round of giving out BCH to people with the top tier memers. For people who didn't watch that episode, Luke, introduce yourself. What do you do in the community? How do you get into Bcash and all that? Uh, well, I was hey guys. Uh, it's been a while. So I was an early Bitcoiner. And then uh, like so many people, I, uh, when the fork happened, I thought Bitcoin Cash was a scam. I sold all my Bitcoin Cash, took the money nice and ran. Man. Yeah, well, it was in hindsight, it was not because of, I didn't I didn't know what was going to happen. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, I just got lucky with that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But um, and then over the years, I started I was still following um, our Bitcoin on Reddit and then um, I, st- I started to, uh, you know, kind of come back into the community and notice some of the uh, the upgrades that were happening, more of the technical stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I started to slowly come back into the community. Cool. That's basically and- my story. And now I, uh, you know, sp- uh, I like supporting the community. Bitcoin Cash is probably my favorite crypto to support just because it's proof of work. Um, I think it's closer to what Satoshi kind of intended. And um, I think it's a very, very powerful tool for um civilization at this time i think it's very i think bitcoin cash is a very important project so how are you feeling then overall given obviously a year ago or a bit more than a year ago i didn't go back and watch that last episode i kind of feel like i should have to get a sense it's a bit of a time capsule right of where we were at but i'm pretty sure we would have been pretty bullish on smart bch at that time things obviously fell apart there <laughs> shortly after yeah. that but uh, yeah. we were at least feeling like things were going in the right direction. I guess yeah. we were kind of not really in the run-up to cash tokens at that time either, but BCH bull was sort of starting to come together and that's still looking strong. So how, how do you feel the progress has been over the last year, just in general? Um, from a technical perspective, I think it's going in the right direction. Bitcoin Cash really always has been going in the right direction from a technical perspective, regardless of forks and things like that. You know what I mean? Um, with all the various improvements like cash tokens and like some of the, you know, the op codes and things like that. With Smart BCH, I do feel bad for a lot of people that got, they got wrecked on Smart BCH. In hindsight, you know, we, have all sh- we all should have done our due diligence more. It's hard to know exactly what happened with Smart BCH. You know, ob- it seems to me that it was some combination of... Uh, 
you know, Roger Veer having that margin that was supposed to be liquidated. And then uh, that's basically was being used because how I was working as FlexUSD, it was supposed to be backed, right, by all the, all the contracts, basically, and the whole market of the exchange. And part of that market is Roger Veer's position, which is probably a large, a very large portion, right, of that backing. And so there was some sort of disagreement. I don't know the details. You know, we'll probably never know the exact details of of uh, how much Rogers at fault. You know, but it was some combination of him uh, breaching the contract, probably, and pulling out some of that liquidity, and then Mark having to, um, you know, basically pause operations and basically liquidate the exchange. Yeah, we're definitely never gonna know the the full yeah. truth of who who kind of scammed who and i mean i was never like this is easy to say in hindsight right but i was i was good on smart bch i thought that was a good idea obviously we heard so much about how the bridge was coming and all of that and if it had come on time it would it would have been a close run thing of course it didn't uh and it still hasn't right but the I've been very interested that the things I've disliked in BCH. So the two biggest examples were FlexUSD. I was kind of like, this doesn't really make sense. Like there's already stable coins. There's already this and that. Like I was never big chilling on this show, FlexUSD. Like I can't remember ever hyping that up. And so that seemed like a bit of a house of cards. And the other thing I never really liked was SLP tokens. I was kind of like, and again, they weren't really a problem. I guess they're related, right? But they were never right. really a problem. They just, it seemed like so much effort and energy and community traction and stuff went into those things. And then now we're in this situation where we've got cash tokens, which I do really like and have been really good. And I have piped up a bunch, but then you have so many people who are sort of borderline who are kind of like, oh, I kind of liked SLP or like, why do we spend all this time doing this? And then we change. And then people from the outside are kind of like, oh, they've just got a new thing, which is not going to go anywhere. Right. So you kind of, even though there's at the end of the day, it wasn't such a disaster, the whole SLP thing at the moment, it was just a bit of lost opportunity cost, you know? Yeah, a lot of lost opportunity cost. I would say two things about smart BCH, that whole sort of fiasco. So I think a lot of people overlook, you know, Roger Ver definitely has some responsibility, right? And he's not just the victim. He entered in a contract with Mark. So that's important to note. But ultimately it does, what happened does lay with, with Mark because he's the owner of the exchange and he was the one that entered, he let Bear have the position. So ultimately it does lie with him. You know what I mean? So sometimes when I say that, you know, what people think I'm scapegoating Roger Bear, but no, it does ultimately lay with Mark because he's the CEO, he's the owner of the exchange and he'd entered, you know, into the contract or you know, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like what what's between him and Roger is between him and Roger. But for the rest of the community, it's all to Mark. Right. Nobody else had to deal with Roger, which is like, well, I think right. in hindsight, like uh, he he even at the time when we did that episode, well, there was a couple of episodes, but we did the ones focusing on it. And I remember we did a chat vote at some time. We did a poll in the chat and it was like eight to zero or something. People being like, it's Mark's fault. <laughs> like, nobody yeah. was really voting against yeah. uh, Roger. And then when we had the you know, St. Kitts conference and everything, Roger came to that and all that. But if Mark had come, it would have been a fucking disaster. Um, <laughs> so he wisely did not show up, I think. Yeah, but I'm so hopeful for um, Smart BCH. It's a great idea, right? Having a sort of more scalable EVM chain that's backed by BCH, so it doesn't have... So a lot of the uh, the EVM sidechains on Ethereum, for example, they all have different tokens, right? So like the most popular one is probably Matic. And yeah. Mat- Matic's basically just like multi-sig, right? With a different token, Right. And if, but if Matic just used Ethereum as gas 
and it was basically a side chain, they'd be a lot more bullish for Ethereum, right? And there wouldn't be fragmented liquidity, you know? I think preferably with side chains, you have the same native token because it doesn't fragment the liquidity. It's better for like the user experience and it, it's more uh, it's more value accrual to the original token, which is more decentralized. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it makes sense, but I saw you arguing in the Telegram with, with people where they were sort of saying, okay, look, part of the problem now is that smart BCH is still running, but the tokens mm-hmm. are not like guaranteed backed. Like the on-chain backing has basically been rugged and removed. And you were sort of saying, yeah, but the reason that you want to have that on-chain backing is so that you have a one-to-one price peg. Obviously, if there was a 100K smart BCH and a 100K locked BCH on main chain and you could flip them back, you would always know you were going to get them out. But you were kind of making yeah. this argument that, well, if we have a bridge, which is running at the moment, the smart BCH, like Bolivar, uh, the bridge that the law team are running, or even if there's other ones created in future, if the price is still at one-to-one or you know even 0.99 or whatever it is, then that's kind of good enough. I mean, the problem is that would all fall apart if the liquidity in the bridge got depleted, if everybody wanted to get out at once. So it is a bit scammy in that sense. But- right you know, there's kind of like a bit of a workable situation there, right? Yeah. So there's kind of like two layers to it. If you're a more technical person and you're very wary of things and you look into smart BCH and see that it's not fully backed, you might stay away from it. Right. But like retail and the market doesn't really care as long as the peg holds and there's enough liquidity for the average person to be getting in and out of the pair. That's all they really care about because they're not going to be, they're probably not going to do their due, their due diligence and look at if it's backing. Now, could it implode at some point? And is it more likely that it could implode if there is no like decentralized backing that's like provable reserves, of course. But what, at the end of the day, what matters most is the price. And someone's keeping the peg. Yeah. Well, right. well uh, that's right. And that's why I don't know if they're making a, profit on that. I sort of hope that they are, that the Block NG team, if they have just a slight, they're taking, you know, 0.1% or something on every trade. I don't know what the current uh, exchange rate was back and forth, but I know that it has been like, it was started out way out of whack. It was like 67 cents to a dollar of, uh, but then it came into line because people started arbitraging it. Uh, And then I hope those Block NG People, they, their team seems to still be doing quite well. So maybe they've just been accumulating some small fees from traffic on that, along with whatever else they're doing, right? It could be. There's also a pegged market now on Jihan's exchange. What is it? Like bit? Bit.com. Is it called? Yeah, like bit.com. Um, there's a liquidity pair there, B- BCH and SBH. And then there's, I think, I think SBCH also has like a USD as a, as a tether pair. Wow. And someone, someone's keeping scams that. Scams on scams. <laughs> yeah, someone's keeping it pegged on Jihan's exchange as well. Right. Okay. All right. Well, so either <laughs> good actors, bad actors, doesn't matter really if the if they're keeping the price. For the moment, it's fine until it's not kind of thing, right? Yeah. But it seems to me most of the projects on Smart BCH are still in a hold pattern. They're just kind of yeah. waiting to see what happens with the... Uh, there is definitely very murky. No one really knows what Shawgate or what's going to look like or what the bridge is going to look like. No one knows if it's going to be fully back. No one knows who the Smart BCH Foundation is. No one, no one really knows. So it's it's very murky. I do lean towards that it will basically be restored. Yeah. Just because like if you read the tea leaves, like the devs seem to be basically working with Jihan. Jihan has a lot of capital. 
Um, and it seems unlikely to me that Jihan would be doing all this effort and working with and like paying for devs and stuff like that to be working with SPH if there wasn't like a, a plan to restore it. I mean, it's possible, but it seems unlikely to me. So I'm basically in a wait and see pattern. I personally didn't have any funds on CoinFlex, so I don't. I had like maybe a couple BCH on Smart BCH. I think it's still like in the in my MetaMask or something. But um, I'm just waiting to see the next few months. I my plan is basically just to see what their plan is. Like I want to see the bridge or whatever, whatever sort of system they do in the next coming months. I don't know. I'm gonna then make a judgment call if I want to be involved in it or not. But I'm still pretty hopeful. It's a great idea. I hope they do move forward with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think one of the things that we would have said, if my memory serves on the last show is you and I are sneaky believers in the in the comeback arc. I always have been and I still kind of am for kind of similar reasons. I think, yeah, clearly, like if the chain stops and the chain is still running today, but if the chain stops and all everybody ditches off it, well, then it will be over and done. Right. But it despite all the problems it hasn't really got to that stage you know there's still right. been like you said there's a lot of the projects are still kind of quietly working away or they moved on to another chain but they're still keeping half a foot in smart bch and it just seems like the kind of thing that when nobody is expecting it right when everybody has forgotten it or whatever that's when suddenly it'll be like announcement guys we fixed the problems we're ready to go and everybody will pop off again right even if the 101k bch that coinflex rugged is completely gone i can still see it working even if it was just like okay write that off fuck that we're just resetting the chain uh back to zero but we've got a new bridge or whatever and so just crack on as you were like i can see that or i can yeah. see a scenario where jihan kind of says all right guys we've had another bull run i've made another half a billion so let me just cover the whole yeah. Like <laughs> there we go, guys. Like just uh yeah. it's all good, you know. Uh I've sorted you guys. Bitcoin needs to save the world. So like that's how yeah. I'm doing it, right? Yeah, and I really hope it does get uh I really hope it does move forward. There's like a up source a bridge solution and all that because cash tokens is great, but it's yet to be determined how it compares to EVM. I think the most, in my mind, the most likely scenario is that there are some things that the EVM will probably always do better than cash tokens and vice versa. Yeah. And ideally, we want developers to be able to take advantage of both, I think. Exactly. You know? I mean, EVM is going to be better, at least in the short and medium term, just because there's so much network right. effect. There's so much tool. Cash tokens is literally only on BCH. Like you, right. you can, if you can come over from BDC or BSV or XCC, you're a bit more familiar or even Litecoin, you know, you might be a bit more familiar with the UTXO model. Like that stuff is still there, but you, that's just concepts. There's, you can't just literally plug stuff in exactly like right. you can on smart BCH, right? Right. Right. So I think ideally we, you know, we do want both. Like, I don't know if you'll ever truly be able to create like a Uniswap sort of experience on cash tokens. Maybe. Really? Why not? What, what, do, what do you mean? We already had Jason Dreisner talking about JetX and how that's going to be sick. Why wouldn't that be possible? In fact, it would be better because there would be no MEV or less MEV. You've got instant transactions. You've got low fees. Why wouldn't it just be a lot better? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super technical. Um, I mean, it could be that you could build a sort of AMM where you can provide liquidity and earn the fees and it's like a super smooth, slick experience and it's better, but that's yet to be, you know, no one's built that yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take, it's going to take a while. 
especially for things to sort of roll out uh, in the ecosystem. Right. But we do know cash tokens will be better, will be almost certainly be better for certain things, right? Like a yeah. simple token, for example. Like if you have a token backed by gold, right? And you want, and it's going to be cheaper, it's going to be faster, it's going to be more scalable. Um, that much we do know, right? Speaking Before, of like simple, like simple NFTs too, right? Any sort of simple sort of token slash NFT, that sort of project, it's going to be, you know, cheaper, faster, more scalable than EVM. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that about a gold-backed token because this this week, <laughs> Peter Schiff has been not only capitulating on Twitter and saying, guys, Bitcoin is still pointless, but if I have a gold-backed uh, ordinals uh, thing, then it's all good. He's like coping in the weirdest way of suddenly... I mean, he obviously eventually crypto had to destroy all this cognitive dissonance, but he's getting yeah. there in the weirdest, most roundabout way. So he has not only this most weirdest cope that uh, Bitcoin is still worth nothing, but he's launching his own project on Bitcoin. What a ridiculous position. He's also showed up at the London, in quotation marks, London blockchain conference, which is really actually BSV central, but they're just trying to bury the lead there. Uh, and he was at that, <laughs> shilling his, his stuff. So, of course, he found his way into crypto and immediately got into the most toxic, unaware one. And he's going to have to just suffer yeah. all the blowback from that. Uh, good luck to him with his choices. I've, had a lot of boom, I've seen a lot of boomers get tricked by BSV. You know, yeah. it's just crypto is hard, right? It's very technical. It's but right. They, it's, if you if you go, if you join the BSV community, they're gonna shower you with all of the and uh, the amazing things that you don't know how to discern. You don't know how like what signing a pre- private key means. Like you don't know like the ins and outs of like you know like truly scalability or like you know being able to basically uh, like spam the chain and you know basically fake transactions and stuff like that. Like if you don't know all that and you're just like new to crypto and then you enter the BSV community, it's like I can't really. It's hard to to blame people. That's right. But I think they say a lot of the things as well, too, that somebody like Peter Schiff would obviously fall for. Like they're very compared to the rest of crypto, which Peter sees as his son with the laser eyes who's telling him like gold is a relic. The BSV people are more like no suit and tie and we got to follow the regulations and like play by the rules. But uh, what do they always say? Uh, They always say like enterprise adoption and like all this stuff, which is completely not how crypto works. It's literally the only crypto corporate shills like Inc. Uh, Central, you know, the rest of crypto is not like that. And they just sort of uh, don't really understand. They're trying to mix oil and water. But that's the kind of thing he would get into, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if Peter Schiff, I think Peter Schiff is plain stupid. And he actually does like Bitcoin. You know what I mean? It's like, well, if you're building on Bitcoin and you're using ordinals, right? And you understand like to move to use ordinals, you have to pay Bitcoin miners like in the Bitcoin token, Right. And then there's millions of people doing that and they all have their ordinals and they're all they're all using Bitcoin, the native network token to pay their fees. Don't you think that token might have value? Yeah. But why can't he just admit that? Why is he still putting up this front of like weird (laughs) rationalization? He's on that hype of uh, he's about three years out of date with blockchain is valuable, but not Bitcoin. That's his current stance. So I don't know. Yeah. He'll he'll get there in the end. He's on his own journey to Bitcoin Cash's global reserve currency. He's going to have to get there. 
in his own fucking <laughs> labyrinth uh, navigation. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can make a gold back. Maybe he can make a gold back choke and eventually with cash. I think that's what he's going to do, but that's the stupidest thing. I have zero support or interest in gold back tokens. That's just the most yeah. missed the point thing there is, right? Because the whole point of crypto is that there is there is no backing. Because as soon as you back it with gold, you have to have a custodian. It's literally like tether with the US dollar, you're going to have to have a custodian. And as soon as you've got a custodian, well, now you've defeated the entire point. The whole point of the cryptos is that the value is set by the free market by, you know, scarce supply and free market demand. And then because there is nothing to cash it in for, you don't need a custodian. That's the entire fucking point. And he just doesn't understand that. And neither do the people doing stable coins. And like, that's why those things eventually blow up and scam. But he's got to the point of saying, oh, but if we have a token that's backed by gold, which lets me transfer around my gold vault tokens faster, well, wouldn't that be brilliant? It's like, do you, this is a guy who spent his whole fucking career talking about the history of money and how gold's, gold's whatever they're called, blacksmiths rugged everyone by giving them the tokens, which they couldn't actually cash in, right? Fort Knox is empty. He knows all that. And he's like, let's just reinvent this with crypto in there. Who would believe that? That's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, I would push back a little bit on that, right? There is some value in real-world assets, I think, on the blockchain. They're going to always inherently have a different risk profile. So they're going to have custodians, right? Yeah, like let's say that you you blockchain, you put uh, like a rental property on the blockchain. Yeah, that's a cool idea, right? Because then like you could buy, let's say you buy a $15 worth of a rental property. And then the rental properties are in you like 10% a year and you just make 10% on your $15. You know what I mean? So there's a way to, right. there's a way to add liquidity to fragmentize investments in, in the real world. But that's always going to be, that's more like investing in a company that's basically on the blockchain. It's always going to be inherently have a different risk profile. No, I agree with the idea of physical. I don't mind having physical assets tied to tokens and, and whatever, because there will definitely be systems that emerge that facilitate that, especially, you know, mm-hmm. just like any derivatives or anything, you know, and you'll have some government regulation and you'll have all that stuff will come in. So I understand that. The specific problem I have is with Peter Schiff trying to make, he's trying to make gold a currency via transferable Bitcoin tokens and not just like clicking yeah. in his head that gold is not going to be the currency. Bitcoin already is that currency. <laughs> like right. so yeah. his dream of a gold economy facilitated by the blockchain is just literal fantasy yeah 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 i mean there, there will be a lot of companies that will be try to make like gold uh tokens on blockchain where you can like do payments and stuff but mostly it'll just be i think like where if you want exposure to gold on the blockchain and you can already do that I mean, on bch yeah. bull by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and there'll be yeah there'll be certain decentralized like more decentralized mechanisms to get exposure to assets like precious metals and stuff like that yeah, we got the sure. chat saying David Hudmans is uh, just repping Peter Schiff. Yeah, I agree. Peter Schiff is actually a great guy. How an economy grows and why it crashes. Great book. I recommend that. Just take his advice on economics right up until the point where it gets to like 2009 and then just stop because Bitcoin got invented and suddenly all his bullshit was out the window. And Fix the Track, he was talking about Mike Maloney, who is actually a Bitcoin casher uh, for the record. He has even been said on a couple of uh threads he's been like yeah i've got some bch i think he knew i can't remember I, maybe it wasn't roger maybe it was somebody else that he like linked up with and sort of explained it and got him all the details and he was like yeah this makes sense so I, i'm sure he has a he has a stash that he sits in cold storage and he'll be 
he'll be sorted at global reserve currency so no worries mike yeah 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 he's a smart he's a smart guy i like his content a lot you know peter schiff runs a, a gold company like his whole life and enterprise is built around you know gold so of course he's gonna have a bias of course, yeah, he's got to he's got to shell it. Okay, speaking of that, we got to get onto the markets. So we're in the accumulation building phase at the moment, all the markets are just flat, and then they'll be booming in. You know, by the time we do this episode next year, probably <laughs> USD one hundred fourteen dollars and ninety eight cents, which is flat. One BTC buys two hundred thirty six point five BCH, which is flat on that ratio, and one ETH buys sixteen point five. BCH also flat. How are you feeling on the on the market? So we've seen a bull run started next year. Started next year. What's the go? Uh, I think this summer will be like the last good entry for like for like for most of these altcoins like BCH. This summer, you mean like we'll, like like right now? What are you talking? The next two months, three months? Yeah, yeah. Over the course of this summer, I think things will pick up in like Q three, Q four. Okay, in already mind. in twenty twenty three. Even not not even into twenty twenty four. Halving in April, well before that. Yeah, okay. the halving's great. I don't think the halving's the main pr- driver of price anymore. I think it's just all the markets are basically uh, very correlated nowadays, in my opinion. It's all just, is the Fed, uh, it's just the Fed. Is the Fed sucking liquidity or are they you know, putting liquidity into the system? Yeah, That's basically all, right. all that matters in today's world, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. How, how close are we to hyperinflation of the USD? Yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. All right, cool. So yeah. I got to give a, a bit of an update on Celine. So obviously last episode, we launched the wallet and stuff. It's nearly funded. I didn't update the amount, but I think it's 123 out of 150 BCH funded so far. So please, uh, if anybody is interested in that, check out flipstarter.celine.cash and you can hopefully just get us over the line because it would be amazing to get that funded. Thank you to everybody who has been contributing uh we've got v1.0.7 released which has some toast notifications when you're copying your addresses and when you're receiving coins it now pings up and also the venezuelan users got a bit of an update apparently similar to argentina they need the custom rate the official rate it's not actually not actually the rate the ios build uh is coming calisti's been working on that i'm going to be talking to him tonight about that so uh, hopefully we'll have that for you soon Telegram's popping off now over 60 members actually and we've had a ton of user feedback so many people have been writing in and we've got it's all tracked you can go on the git again look up the website and follow the links and we have all the issues and stuff that people have suggested so there's a ton of hard work that we're going to have to do there but I've been thrilled with the very enthusiastic community response and I'm sure we have well over 100 uh Celine users already so that's been absolutely amazing and you can all look forward to uh future upgrades coming out uh there i don't know have you tried using it uh luke i have not no well you can uh you can check it out but it's going to be going to be the next big thing in in bch you can front run the front run the news (laughs) there's loads of loads of uh stuff we actually need to build yet for it but once we have a a bunch of better stuff it's going to be amazing uh, but it's all so, just going to take time and effort to w- doing the background. All right. So we had the BCH Gurus Mint, uh, which was what, two days ago, something like that. It was on Thursday, right? Uh, so the I got to start with a disclaimer, which is that I minted a bunch of these 
and I thought I'd minted a lot and then Jet apparently minted even more. <laughs> so obviously we are sort of shilling our own uh, investments here, full full disclaimer, but the first 2000 gurus wave one minted in 22 hours, so under one day. Uh, Foad, one of our regular listeners, he got guru number one for 0.1 BCH and then sold it for 21 BCH. So he made an absolutely oh, massive gain on that. Uh, others have been selling for 0.15 to 5.3 BCH. There's been loads of traffic on TapSwap uh, and it's been driving, obviously, the wallets and you know, TapSwap, PayTucker, Cash and Eyes to improve and, um, you know, iron out the bugs and the edge edge cases, right? So just a big congratulations to the BCH Gurus team. A hugely successful uh, first launch, I would say. But Jet, give us your take on why you got so <laughs> so into it. You've clearly been loving this project, right? <laughs> yeah. So like the very fir- before the minting happened, I was like, oh, I'm going to lose so much money on this shit. And in my mind, it was about the price prediction game, which isn't here yet. So I was I, like, I suck at trading. So I was like, I'll play the game and lose money and then I'll end up being a furu, but I'll be like the number one furu and that'll be something. Well, uh, I now have like over a hundred of these gurus and we haven't <laughs> hit the game yet. Uh, so, so I originally, I woke up, the very first thing I did was I minted 15 and I was like, this will just be my 15 and that'll be that. And then I saw that there was the collections page and I was like, okay, I'll check out what, what this is all about. And then I saw the stats and I was like, shit, I need all the orbs, all the assets. How do we get this going? And by the time I did get there, I was like, okay, this is too much. Like, I've spent more BCH than I ever wanted to on an NFT. That's why, I mean, Jeremy and I were talking about this before the stream, and I was like, these stupid NFTs, they're not stupid, they're great. But I'm the idiot here. I spent so much BCH on this shit. But it got to the point where I was like, I can't, like, I have seven out of 20 of the lyrics, and I was like, I can't. I'm not, I'll trade guru for guru, but I'm not spending any more BCH on this. Unless I can sell off, like, 50 uh, if you're interested, I'll sell for twice the floor price. <laughs> there you go. Luke, what do you think? Did you mint any of these or have you got a guru? No, I don't. I, I don't. I missed the guru thing. I don't even know what it's about. Who? I don't even know anything about the team or anything. <laughs> well, that's right. It's these anonymous uh, devs, right? So obviously always a bit sus in crypto, but also yeah, sometimes it can work, right? And so they, but they've been said very regularly, like, Guys, don't trust us. Verify. We'll make you know portions of the code and the tracking game and stuff will all be on chain and open They're source. Making a game? Yeah, so the idea is going to be so. There's been there's still some revealing to be done about this, but the idea is so. There's these ten thousand NFT mint right as per usual, but in five mm-hmm. blocks of two thousand. And the idea is going to be that if you have a guru, any guru, so the rarity doesn't matter except for secondary market value, right? But that you, if, if I have a Guru NFT and Jet has a Guru NFT, you can basically challenge the market at large by I can bet from my Guru NFT, I can put a, a certain amount of money and predict the price of uh, anything on oracles.cash, right? So I can predict like the price of gold in six months and say it's going to be whatever, two and a half thousand US dollars. And then I submit mm-hmm. that. And then my guru NFT or somehow like publishes a message saying, does anyone want to bet against me on the price of gold? 
And Jet says, yeah, great. But my prediction of two and a half thousand is hidden until he comes in and he has to then match my stake. So I've staked one BCH on the price, two thousand, two and a half thousand. He comes in, he puts the same one BCH in and says, picks his own number. Let's say maybe he picks 2,300, right? That he thinks. Then my price is revealed. His price is obviously revealed. And then the game is on. And then when the timer ticks down to that actual date, we see, okay, the price was 2,350 and it checks, okay, Jets uh, was closer and he wins the two BCH. And then obviously, because this is all on chain and verifiable, the community can now have a leaderboard of who is the real best price guru, because they will be able to back up with their on-chain history that they've been wrecking everybody and taking their, their money. Right. So that's, that's the idea. That sounds cool. <laughs> if, if Dino Pond starts playing, I'm just gonna follow his stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I, bet, I, I bet he will. Uh, he's amazing. He's actually amazing. He's been crushing it on BCH Bull already. If he get, can start wrapping himself up as well as just taking people's money directly, he's going to be an absolute terror. So we're going to have to uh, w- watch out for that. I agree. I will also be trying to. Copy, copy, trade him because yeah, he's he's amazing. When are they going to open up another mint? They don't. We don't know yet. So the two thousand have minted out, and they've just kept you know secret, like they haven't announced yet when the following waves are going to be. Which I think is very smart because now they can just wait until there's a big pump, big hype cycle. Oh, guys, we're doing another mint, (laughs) and then they just time it perfectly with that. But in the meantime, it makes the guru value quite quite uh, hard to assess because on one hand, the floor is already going up, right? Because if you want one, then that now you have to you have to get one from someone who already has one, and there's only a small amount on the market, right? But on the other hand, they could just announce another mint, and suddenly the supply will will double. Although with how successful the first round has been, maybe the second round, you know, people will be getting hyped and snatching that up as well too. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get some on the uh, the next round. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I have to keep an keep an I'll eye out. That, for that, next, yeah, I'll wait for the next mint. Mm-hmm. I do have some bit cats, but that, that's the only Bitcoin Cash NFTs. Well, I yeah. think I have some smart BCH NFTs that I bought from. I don't even remember the project. But <laughs> I meant to like a dozen bit cats. <laughs> that's good well that and they they've been slowly uh ticking up as well too i think it's now something like 700 maybe nearly 800 mm-hmm. uh bit cats have been minted so they're they're doing the uh, d- a different strategy where they just put them all ten thousand all uh out there straight away and then they're slowly minting up but obviously the pay target team is not specialized in that as well obviously that's one of the things they got going on and in fact their wallet and all the tooling and stuff they've built was very, you know, used in the BCH gurus who are just focusing on just doing the NFT. So it's great to see the ecosystem kind of collaborating and and everybody's benefiting, right? Because I'm sure those pay tacker guys, they'll they'll have some of the gurus themselves. I'm sure they would have minted a few. Plus uh, their their own software is getting more prominent and getting bug tested and everything for free by the hype over over the gurus. So... It's uh, really starting to click together as an ecosystem, I think. Yeah, I don't know if my Bitcoin, my Bitcats will ever be worth anything, but I like supporting the Paytaka team. Yeah. yeah how, do you, how do you even say I don't know how to say it? Is it Paytaka? Paytaka. No, I said, I think Paytaka. it's Paytaka. That's, that's how they say it, Paytaka, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> you, can, you can watch the episode we did with Jomar, uh, episode 
81, I think. Uh, a couple yeah, of I watched part ago. of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, they're one of my favorite teams at BCH, so I like supporting them. Yeah, they've been around a long time. They're doing, they're doing great, great work. Yeah. Proof of work. They've got a high proof of work, and hopefully the BCH gurus will continue putting up that, that proof of work as well, too. Like, there's still... And in this uh, mint, like my first uh, transaction, I don't know, it got a little bit delayed. They were using prompt.cash as well for the payments. Again, just really, really cool to see that all the different pieces of the ecosystem, you know, as everybody builds each layer, then the people at the next layer are like, oh, wow, we're going to use use those services. They're already there. And it, it's really creating a full digital economy. It's absolutely amazing to to see but there was still like a couple of people had slight problems with their mints and the wallets don't all necessarily display them like the cash and eyes now does but it needs um you need to be able to click on them and see them in larger i think and like PayTaker, mm-hmm. they don't maybe display electron cash i don't know where they're at with displaying nfts but these things will all get built up because cash tones is so right. new it's still only what two two weeks old three right. weeks old and yeah it's starting to come together fast though so I've been super impressed with how the ecosystem has been collaborating in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's exciting. All right. We've got, I've got some slides here. We already had a bit of a chat about, so we don't need to go all over it again, but uh, I have some slides here because I reviewed all the chat about smart BCH, all the telegram channel to figure out what's going on. Like we talked about Tango, Law Punks, Eben, Reapers, there's various communities that are sort of in a holding pattern in the background mark lamb is still in the mix he's basically running his open x scam with suju on twitter but his engagement is like in the toilet and so is suju's and they're just trying to and they they had some scenario where they said like we got invested in by all these companies and then those companies started coming out saying we did not invest in this like they're just lying so they got roasted for that and meanwhile uh may 27th was the last uh, day. So that wasn't that long. That was under a week ago. Mark was in the telegram saying, guys, we're going to fix it with the bridge. Don't worry. Like for the, you know, 10 millionth time in a row that he said he's going to fix it and never delivered because he scammed all the money. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but things seem to have got, got together at least a little bit in terms of there was this uh, poster G dot summer, AKA Huang Yao, who said she was the new BCH Foundation uh, operator. I've got some Telegram messages here. I'm not going to read them out because they're really long, but people who care can look up the slides and read them. But she said that like Jihan has funded it, Kui is doing Uh, the dev, and that she's going to be the foundation sort of operator. And to her credit, she has actually been delivering pretty good weekly updates. So it seems like at least some transparency is starting to starting to come together. Meanwhile, Kui has been developing, uh, like he says, the bridge is still in the works and that it's going to be back before the end of this year. But that's what we got told last year. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. They've yeah. been doing all this dev work on something called Elfin Guard. Like, I don't know what any of that's about. Just make the bridge, guys. What? Why yeah, are you yeah. distracted with other stuff, you know? I think I think Elfin Guard is a way to, uh, like, it connects to like stored data on like you can store data on uh what is it like ipfs or something yeah and then you can pay you can pay to store the data on ipfs with bch i think that's what it is well that sounds pretty cool 
but it also sounds like why do we why why don't we just get the bridge working like the ecosystem yeah. already in shambles like why are we trying to get to the next uh complicated thing if if what we have already isn't working you know and yeah also the bridge will be operated by a dow i'm like Oh, like why why do we need a DAO to operate the decentralized how decentralized is this bridge gonna be? I don't know. What's the point of a service to pay for hosting things on IPFS if anyone can host things on IPFS for free? I don't know. What do, what do you mean? If you're like I need my um thing hosted up, like I need my BCH Guru JPEGs immortalized forever, but I don't have a spare computer sitting around, so I'm gonna pay somebody else to Hosted on their server, right? Uh, I mean, I see Kalisti's comment in the chat here. You you get to pay for your storage. But, like, I've pinned my Guru IPFS stuff to my own local node. And, like, the storage was already purchased. So, in my mind, it's a free thing. Like, What do you mean your local node? Are you running a IPFS IPFS in your room there or, like, what, under the desk? No, just on my laptop. like so it, it's, it's not on AWS or anything. Right, yeah. It's only on when my laptop's on. But, well, yeah. guess what? That's only the only time I need it. It's not a public <laughs> service. No, but it could be. That's what other people are then offering that, right? Oh, They're I running see. a node that you can then pay yeah, some BCH I and see. they will put your thing on there for however long, right? Gotcha. That makes yeah, sense. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Sounds interesting. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, it seems interesting. So yeah, much stuff they're building seems seems kind of legit but there, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of action going on in yeah. the background which might either be amazing and will just yeah. drop in six months and we'll be like fuck yeah this is the best or maybe it'll just yeah. come to anything and then what are you going to do yeah it's also really interesting how they're kind of apparently they've been messing with cash tokens too like apparently like you can use you can use the cash tokens through the metamask like plugin now yeah, we talked about that on the previous episode with CRC20. It was kind of amazing that the the Chinese devs just had their own way of thinking and they were just said, everybody's already got MetaMask, so why don't we just hack in a way that you can do uh, wow. cash tokens and then boom, you're, you're popping off, right? I mean, that's pretty cool if it, if it works and then you can just use MetaMask and then you can just use the best of both worlds, right? You can, you can interact with cash tokens and smart BCH, you know, and it's all in one wallet. Why not? Yeah, that does sound like that could be absolutely amount. I'm sure there's got to, there's got to be a lot of coding and <laughs> sorting yeah. out that uh, in the background. But somehow it seems right. there's a whole bunch of like these devs that are just sitting around with nothing to do, or Jihan yeah. made them all rich or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but it, I mean, that's good news. Uh, you know, the, the 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 Chinese devs are starting to tinker with cash tokens and see what they can they can do and can do and see how. You know, yep. like to build part of the tooling and stuff. You know what I mean? That's right. Exactly. It's a it's a bit of a team effort, and anything that they get done, well, that saves anybody else kind of having to do yeah. it. And clearly, they're they're communicating with a different user base who might have different different ideas and different yeah. uh, things as well too. So yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really glad to see it. You know, you know, it, what it does make me realize though is that that's sort of obviously the power of an open permissionless network is I kind of wonder if there might not be a scenario in a couple of years time or something where we just start getting like in Africa, you know, if suddenly a couple of Nigerian Nigeria has tons of tech companies and we're on obviously a fairly strong BCH scene, 
wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if they were just quietly cooking up something and then it just came out of nowhere. You know, a couple of people in Nigeria got fired up and they were like, oh, let's have a look at this. And then suddenly we had the Nigerian BCH renaissance yeah. or something. I can sort of see yeah. that happening as well, too. Um, yeah. But I think you're right. The most important thing is the bridge. We want to see the bridge. Uh, and uh, that's the biggest thing is like waiting. We're just waiting for the bridge. I'm going to see and seeing what it looks like. Like, how decentralized is it? Yeah. If we don't have the bridge, then the rest of it's. Kind of a bit of much of a much. Yeah. This, so. yeah, I think I have a feeling we should know within a couple months. Oh, I yeah. guess so. That's what that's what he's saying. But I mean, they yeah. said decentralized bridge soon in like 2021 when they launched it, and then it didn't yeah. come by at the end of that year. And then it was no, no, soon by the end of the year. And then Coinflex melted down, which I understand. Okay, maybe that redirected resources, things got delayed, yada right. yada. But then now here we are in the middle of 2023. And they're saying end of 23, 23, like definitely for sure, bro. Trust me. Trust me, bro. <laughs> it's like yeah. that meme with the, the doge crying. Trust me, bro. 2023, yeah. big meme. And then just like the cash tokens doge, just like, yeah, already yeah. launched. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, it seems unlikely to me, like Jihan with all his resources would number one, I, I, I would highly doubt that he would just walk away from it and let it die. That seems yeah. unlikely to me. And it also seems unlikely that Jihan would rug everyone. Like he's already got billions. Like, I don't think, I mean, maybe I've misjudged his character, but he seems like a good guy. Yeah. Well, it seems like the the vision is still there, right? Right. I mean, I I can't speak for him. I've never met him or talked to him or anything. I don't know. But it sort of seems to me like, I mean, he was one of the OG, you know, most ideological people in the in the space and he was running mining and he was translating the white paper and all that he gets it at the deepest level Uh, so i'm sure he's now just like all right my life's just completely sorted what motivates people at those extreme levels of wealth well it seems to be you know only two things basically one thing is if they're just like right i'm just gonna go sit on a beach or maybe three one i'm gonna go sit on a beach like leo or whatever and meet some models Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) <laughs> that's it I, i've kind of made it in life right you've got that camp then you've got the other camp like mark cuban or what's his name mr wonderful yeah. kevin o'leary who are just like we got to make more money why do they want to make more money is just a high score you know they're just challenging yeah, yeah. themselves how good they can be a yeah. business and then you have the third camp who are kind of like i'm already rich so kind of what can i do to make the world a better place in my own right. way whether that's political donations yeah. or you know crypto or whatever right yeah, I think there I think there might be a bigger Chinese Bitcoin cash community than we realize sometimes. And I'm happy to see that like they're tinkering with it and they're building stuff. Because you know Bitcoin Cash is for everyone and it's a powerful tool for freedom and for wealth and all that jazz. And uh I'm I hope the Chinese community, you know, can keep building on it. Yeah, they certainly seem to be doing a good job they're pretty quiet a lot of the time and then they just come yeah. out with <laughs> something yeah. great so <laughs> yeah yeah see, yeah the communities are like very you'd think with the internet they'd be a little less like but they're very isolated even still even with the internet the, the two communities you know what i mean i mean there's totally room for somebody to do a bitcoin cash twitter thread or podcast or newsletter or something just being like i am right. bilingual and I'm translated, yeah, you know, sure. here's like the trending ideas or comments yeah. or discussions or whatever in the Chinese community into English and in English into Chinese. That would be brilliant if somebody made that the yeah. cross chain, you know, chatter yeah, yeah. 
whatever. Satoshi's Angels is kind of doing that, aren't they? Like they do a little thing. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do. They do make like translate some stuff, but they just kind of uh, tend to do like news and updates. It's not like getting a sense of what the community feels. That's what they don't really speak to that, I feel. They're not like, oh, you know, poster six nine one one X has said that, blah, blah, blah. Like they they never really posting anything about that. So. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think, but I think Bitcoin Cash can be a powerful tool for freedom in China too. You know, obviously they have an oppressive regime there. Seems to be getting worse and worse, by the way. I follow this one yeah. guy with a Song Ping Chiang, and every time he posts, so it's looking, or it might even be a lady, I don't know. Uh, it's just yeah. getting worse and worse <laughs> uh, yeah. in terms of like walking around in public, having these little bots follow you and scan your face. And if you're on the credit yeah. card, you know, the social credit yeah, shit yeah. list, then then it like chases after you, setting off an alarm, and then all the security can come and herd you yeah. off to prison yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I fully support the underground Bitcoin Cash Chinese revolution. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're up against it. So I guess we yeah. can give them all the Godspeed. We can get. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, maybe not Godspeed when it comes to China, but <laughs> best wishes to them. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So I also saw you posting recently about the 2024 updates. And given we've launched cash tokens that's out, it's starting to pop off. You know, that, that all seems to be going well. It's not like, I mean, there will be more building and stuff, but the community does not need to be putting out fires there. Right. And obviously with the chip process, the idea is to have a bit of a long lead time to discuss ideas, get them out there, marinate over them, let people consider them, then, you know, move into some serious proposals. So for 2024, I saw you say that the focus for the next upgrade should be a dynamic limit or some sort of block size raise and UTXO mm-hmm. commitment. So just expand on that. Let me know what your thoughts are in this direction. Well, I feel like cash tokens was kind of like the pinnacle of where we've been moving for a while now. You know, um, obviously, like Omri added a lot of like, you know, he had like op return, like all the, uh, the, the different op codes and stuff. So we've been moving towards like trying to just make it more functional for years now, right? Which is good because, you know, Bitcoin Cash still isn't used very much. We have to be honest about the current situation, right? Like we, we love big blocks and like we can handle bigger blocks and stuff like that. But the usage still is not there. So that's one of the reasons why I was so bullish on Bitcoin Cash is because the community, I felt like, understood that we need to make it more usable because we need the users. And they kind of, you know, especially like looking at the success of Ethereum, for example, you know, we need to kind of become, we don't, we don't want to become Ethereum, but we, we want to become more like Ethereum, you know, to get those sort of net, those sort of network effects, right? And I feel like cash tokens is kind of like the pinnacle of that, right? Where we built it and built it and built it. And then Jason, God love him, uh, came out with cash tokens. And like, that's like a, kind of like the pinnacle, like I was saying, of, uh, you know, like uh, smart contract capabilities on Bitcoin Cash. And I think in the future, there might be some like parameters we want to change with cash tokens. Like I know we had a chip with like the changing the VM limits and stuff like that. But um, I feel like now that we have that, that good base with cash tokens and we have all these capabilities, now maybe the next upgrade, we want to focus a little bit more on um, scalability. Because the cash tokens, we might need scalability more quicker than we realize. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm feeling kind of the same thing because I feel like there's a bit of a 
it's it's sort of like any crypto maybe there's a third pillar but this you know on one hand you either want to your community is either like we got to drive demand or we got to drive scale right and if you have right. lots of scale then obviously you got to focus on demand because it doesn't that's where like the bsv people are so stupid because they're like we've yeah, got unlimited right. scale and it's like yeah but nobody cares about your thing if yeah, nobody no cares it. it it doesn't matter right and then once you get a lot of people onto it well then suddenly scale comes back on the priority which is what the eighth community now like we got to have sharding we got to have l2s we got all this stuff bdc of course is focused on neither because they just like we're coasting on existing demand and we have no plans for scaling great so they're just out of the race but for everybody else you either got to get demand or scale going and i agree with you we had scale well in hand so now the focus moved back onto generating demand with all the functionality and that the stuff seems pretty powerful and the network effect and the marketing also seems to be getting going a little bit right like these bch gurus this is perfect right there's a good marketing focused initiative um taking advantage of all that new technical capability this show is growing right i think things are going in the right direction there so right. you're right maybe if we do kick off and at the moment one of the reasons that prior to cash tokens i didn't think it was that relevant because you would always have people coming in threads and saying oh guys why don't we raise the block size limit like why doesn't it need to be big? and it's like well we already have 32 megabyte blocks and we're only doing right. 100 kilobytes per block right so we're talking about at least two to three orders of magnitude growth enormous growth before we're even close to those limits and 256 megabytes is already kind of been tested or floated around there so we've already got two or three orders of magnitude but maybe you're right that we need to now uh, as the demand starts to build we need to be ready for four or five right. orders because probably two will kick in kind of quickly right right yeah i completely agree and that, i think that should be the focus um and then you know we can also we can always come back to back to like usability, right? Um, because, you know, we might see, but it's gonna take a while probably to see what sort of parameters we need to shift like a little bit maybe for cash tokens. But like, you know, a couple of years from now we might see, like cash tokens is great, but maybe we need, you know, the, the VM limits need a little bit of adjusting so it's even more usable, right? But we don't really know yet because cash tokens hasn't been out long enough. So we don't really know. I don't think we'll know what sort of adjustments need to be made to the virtual machine for cash tokens, maybe for another year or two. So in the meantime, I think it's it is prudent to shift back to um, sort of scalability, which has been neglected for years on Bitcoin Cash because we haven't needed it. Yeah. Right. Can I hop in for just so the, a moment? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I first off am in complete support of a adjustable dynamic block size um and have been since probably for like two years now i remember you name was like yeah we could raise the block size limit well, what about this and he linked me to the bitcoin cash research website yeah so we have like the 32 megabyte protocol limit right now mm -hmm. in this discussion of scaling is just communicating with the pools included in that because we could have larger blocks we just need to get these people to yeah. start mining them well it's like this yeah. week there was already uh, a couple of blocks in a row that came in at like eight megabytes, eight megabytes, four megabytes, because the emerging coding guys in Townsville were like spinning up their latest round of tests. So they filled it all up. And then even though the miners could do 32 megabyte block, they have their own soft limits lower. And they're obviously not going to bother fiddling around with that until it's actually become 
necessary. So at the moment, it's only necessary in these tiny little windows. But maybe if we had consistently eight megabyte blocks, of course, they would be like, shit, let's get on this and and raise it. But then even if we were getting up to like the 32 megabyte uh, blocks, yeah, it's just this kind of coordination issue, right? So I've been seeing some chatter and there's a little bit of, I don't know that there would be all that much contention, but it seems like there's at least multiple viewpoints to be taken into account. And I know that uh, Tom Zander from Flowey, he's always kind of saying like, no, no, we don't have a limit. And he kind of has this very specific technical objection that like it needs to be the free market deciding the block size limit. Like, why would we set an algorithm? And then that's taking it away from the free market of the miners and the node operators. So, but I don't know. What do you think? Automatic block size adjusting limit? Is that a good idea, Luke? Um, I mean, I'm not a dev, so I'm, I'm more technical than the average person, right? But I'm not like a, a super, so I do leave, leave some of that more like abstract sort of like technical stuff to like the, the devs and then the Bitcoin cash community, right? Um, I, in my mind, I do steer more towards actually probably the BSV idea that we don't really even need a block size and that there's no reason re- there's, the market will limit itself. And you do, need, you do need some kind of limit though, right? And the re- because the reason there is a limit, well, the reason there is a limit, the reason Satoshi put it in and the same reason that the BCH community kept it on and had the whole problem with BSV over like, let's just take off the limit is because there's certain like attacks that you could do on the network. If you have literally no limit because I can find your node and I can start feeding you a block and it can literally just be endless. I can never stop. If you've got a limit, then you can start feeding me a block. And by the time it gets to 32 megabytes, I'm like, is this a valid block? No. Like, you're obviously scamming me, bro. And I can cut you off right. and then blacklist your node. And then, but if there is no limit, I, it's like telling you one of those jokes, you know, we tell someone a story and it goes on and then the guy does this and the guy does it. And the joke is just how long until you kind of wake up and realize that this there's no point and it's just going to go on forever. They're just wasting your time. It's like you can but do that. BS, to node. Didn't BSV lower the relay fee? My, from my understanding, that attack in Bitcoin Cash would be much more expensive. We no, but there's, no, but it's it's free because I'm not feeding you a real block. I'm just coming to wow. you and sending you a fake block, which doesn't even right. add up in the end. I don't need to have done any proof of work because the hash isn't going to check out because you're you've only seen half the block in your point of view, but it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And it never gets to a, an end point of time. Right. Okay. I'm aware of that kind of um, okay. angle to it. Well, so there does, you know, the limit needs to be higher than anybody reasonably cares about, but there does need to be some limit, I believe. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you for explaining that to me. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense, but I think the limit can be quite high. Exactly. You know yeah. I mean? So Fix yeah. the Tracking says, Tom likens it to socialistic production quota algorithms. What's the counterpoint to that? Well, I think the, the counterpoint really is just the idea that, as we're saying, in practice, the limit is going to be much higher than actual usage. And that seems to be what the, what the algorithms, the proposed, would do. They would sort of look at what is the current usage. And then let's say if usage goes a 10%, then it raises the limit, you know, 10 or 15% and just kind of keeps it floating at this band right. above above the limit. And the idea was, I think, that you were preserving the ability of the miners to kind of control things because if they 
were making bigger blocks, then that's almost like they're implicitly voting for the limit to go up. And if they just set themselves a cap and they only mine at that level, then that means keep it the same. And if they started producing smaller blocks, then over time the the algorithm would sort of respond to that and come down. So I I quite like it a lot just because the plan of having an automatic block size limit seems to me to make a huge amount of sense because it's a coordination problem which you can easily solve one time. Like imagine if we had a manual right. difficulty adjustment every two weeks and everybody was like, okay, guys, let's get a cr- crack out the calculators and figure out, you know, to me, it's like, yeah. it's nonsense that you would ever do that manually. And it's just set. Everybody knows what the algorithm is. Everybody calculates it automatically right. and nobody ever worries about it again. So I don't really see why the block size should be different necessarily, but. Yeah, I agree. It is best to like abstract away as much of it as possible where you're, you, they don't, you know, they don't have to change the parameters themselves. Yeah. I mean, so we'll, not- see if it gets, we'll see if it gets to the next, uh, next upgrade. Yeah. Well, it'll only happen, I guess, if the community is discussing and thinking about these, these issues, if it becomes more contentious and, uh, or at least more prominent, then I'll definitely do some episodes where we'll get some people on who know the specifics, uh, because right. I'm mostly just, I know that Tom specifically has some obje- objections to this. I don't know if it's shared really by right. anybody else. Um, Emotion Reason says the main benefit of algorithmic is that it reduces pressure on the social layer by removing the need for regular discussion on topics that can easily become contentious. And I think that's a fair point, right? Because that was yeah. part of the problem of the big blocks after the split was everybody agreed it needed to be higher than one megabyte, but then how high, right? And that's like, you could go around all day over 32 megabytes or a hundred megabytes or 33 megabytes. And it's just like an endless loop of discussion, right? Yeah. It is like, like we talked about, it is best to abstract away as much of that as possible and not leave it up to people, leave it up to the machine, you know? I mean, you do also have the sort of people who, you, I stopped seeing that recently, but there was certainly a period where there would be people who would come in and maybe they were a bit more BSV thinking or something who would come in and say, guys, when are we going to raise the limit? Like there's this idea, which is patently wrong, but some people at least have it that uh, enterprises can't jump on because if they suddenly put on a hundred million transactions a day, the blockchain wouldn't be able to handle it. So they wouldn't, that's not good enterprise planning and like no business would do that. The reality is no business is going to roll out crypto to a hundred million users like overnight. Obviously they're going to test it. Even if it's fucking PayPal or whoever, like they're going to test it with a small amount of users. And if we were getting that kind of traction, then obviously negotiations would start to work around that, but there's no need to do it ahead of time. But at the very least, even though the Bitcoin cash community overall is like, yes, obviously we'll raise the limit when the limit is hit. Some right. people seem to still have these weird lingering doubts that that would suddenly disappear and everyone would be yeah. like back to the block size yeah. was about it somehow, right? Right. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen again. Decentrally Focus says, what were you referring to with UTXO commitments? So that's this idea that the only, like in a certain sense, the most relevant part of the blockchain is the UTXOs, right? The current state of what coins are kind of live, right? If coins have been traded around, and this is all explained in the white paper, of course, 
then once they're buried under enough blocks, they're sort of irrelevant, right? If like whatever coins that I had three years ago that I've spent and then somebody else has spent and then somebody else has spent, well, that data might still be interesting for analyzing the blockchain, finding out patterns over time, you know, uh, June analytics, whatever. But in terms of the actual relevant state of the network, you can kind of just throw out that history. Like, oh, is anybody going to do a rollback of six months or 12 months of blockchain history? No, even if there was a bigger proof of work fork, the entire community would just be like, that's what? No, that's not a thing. So in that sense, the blockchain as it is now, which is on BCH, what, about 200 gigabytes, maybe a little less uh, of of that, only the UTXOs are the relevant part, which is at the moment, I think like maybe three or four gigabytes. uh, Maybe that's on BTC. But anyway, far smaller, right? Two orders of... Two orders of magnitude smaller, 215 gigabytes total. And do we know what the UTXO set is? How? Anyway, it's like it's like two or three gigabytes uh, right. massively, right? So about 100 times less. And it's mm-hmm. more scalable than the regular blockchain because to create new UTXOs, you have to destroy old ones. So uh, mm-hmm. on over time, as Bitcoin spreads out to more and more users, it does grow over time as it gets more and more distributed, but much slower and so if we had, if you hash all of the UTXO commitments and then you put that into every block as a rule of just proposing a new block, then anybody can start and sync a new chain from the tip rather than from the base, right? They don't have to start at block zero and go all the way up to blocks 800,000, 780, whatever we're at now. Uh, and instead, you can just start at the current one and just already be going because the miners have already backed up with their proof of work that this is the correct UTXO set after all that history. So that's would be a huge boon to scalability because then it would make it much, much easier for people to run nodes, which can then backfill the rest of the the blocks if they want, or they can just be pruned nodes and not even bother about it. And people can just archive that data who care about it, right? So, right. Right. Yeah. So both of those things, I think, will be are you know will be big for scalability. And they're things they're not like fringe things. They're things that have been in the works for years now, and um, they're closer to sort of refinement. Yeah. They're closer to being a pipeline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty yeah it's pretty critical because that uh, UTXO commitments in and then in combination with uh, SPV right? Like how Electron Cash works or how now Celine uh, works, right? Where it can just check the block headers or just check the specific UTXOs that it cares about. Then that that's the, that's the technical design that can get to global reserve currency when we're talking about, you know, 10 billion users sending five mm-hmm. transactions a day. That's, those are kind of the core pieces that, right. that you need. Um, so it's right. quite important that we get that right before huge, you know, influxes of users come right. in and things get more right. uh, harder to change, I guess, right? Right. Yeah, completely agree. We want to be ready for the for the uh, onrush, for the masses. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so that seems to be all the questions we had in the chat about that. Right, so we're doing our uh, meme competition, uh, which we did last year. I think Jet is maybe going to bring up the the uh, thread and the prizes is first one whole Bitcoin cash, one of the 21 million. Uh, Second is half that at 0.5 BCH. 
third is also half that at 0.25 BCH. And then we also said maybe we'll send some BitCats to some of the other ones that we like. Yeah. I have some of my favorites on the slide, but uh, Luke also can chip in with his uh, opinion. So let's just scroll through some of these. Uh, Jet, maybe you can give us a bit of a uh, explanation for the audio listeners of each <laughs> some of the some of the memes as we find them. I was thinking back to last year's win. I remember that the whole. Uh... Panorama. Diorama. Yeah, exactly. All right. For anybody who hasn't seen that, go back and look. Nobody <laughs> yeah. did that kind of effort this time around. That that one could have won this year, I think. Um, I think to be fair, I think we gave that one quite a bit more time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, there was a longer lead yeah. time for that. But somebody yeah. made a whole yeah, diorama, like a school project type of thing with like paper cutouts and like paper mache. And they had all kinds of stuff in there. It was like a moon astronaut and CZ and Vitalik. And they had the Bitcoin Cash podcast with, it was like with lights as well. You could turn the lights off in their room and it was like flashing lights and stuff. It was absolutely amazing. So he made like a little little video of him making it with like with his, yeah, there was, that's right. There was (laughs) behind the scenes content. It was a, a very, very worthy winner last year we didn't see didn't see anything like that uh this year because yeah. it was a shorter time frame and also yeah. uh this time around we only allowed one submission last time there was three so a lot of people were putting in a lot of a lot of different memes but it was just too overwhelming to review them all so uh right, this time right. we've, we've cut it down Chad, are we ready to go uh next year we'll, we'll give people more time next year yeah, if, we, if we're more organized or if we're not we won't <laughs> no, no, we won't Okay, Luke's here. Luke's promise. Luke will be in charge of organizing next year's. Uh, yeah, um, Luke's promise exactly. Okay, so first things first, we have the one that we see on the screen. I heard I heard he owns a first wave Emerald Dow, Bitcat Hero, and BCH Hero. Uh, I like this one. It came from um, Big Chad, right? Bitcoin Cash TV, and it, yeah, it's that meme of the the two girls, the one whispering. Is this Emma Watson? Every time I see this, I think. It looks like Emma Watson. I think it's. Is it? I think it. It reminds me of Lindsay Lohan, like early Lindsay Lohan. Is that the screen share? Is that the other oh, one yeah. though? No, you just gonna have to look it up yourself, Luke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We can't share it live on the call as well. The, I swear, I don't know if it is or not, but it looks like a you know early teenage Emma Watson. And this other one looks like that girl who's in Mean Girls. But anyway, I always think this is so funny because it just cuts to the heart of the issue that guys always are just thinking of what what would impress women <laughs> and so this meme is always like the most ridiculous things <laughs> so in this yeah. case it's like what i don't know you know <laughs> i can see this happening in five years but nobody's going to care about emerald dow or bitcat hero but he was early on bitcoin cash that 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 could be a thing right yeah it could be <laughs> I, so i like this one a lot and he also gave a token address so i feel like this might be one of the ones that I'm going to send a, a BitCat to, I think. How did he generate the token? What wallet do you use to generate a token address? Uh, Cash and Eyes. And he's also used Selene for his BCH address. So loyal user right there. That's already <laughs> getting getting into my heart. A few people like this one. Got a lot of views, I guess, because he's got a big Twitter okay. account. So a lot of people were following that. All right, next one. All right. Got fix the tracking. Let me see. That last one is a, a screenshot from the movie 
Aquamarine, apparently. I don't know. Never seen that. So, all right. Okay, so we got uh, uh, this from the Spider-Man Two yeah, movie. The Jason one. It's like Peter Parker saying, "I can't wait for the cash tokens ecosystem to take off," and then uh, Harry, Harry. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, is it yeah. like James Franco? Or yeah, whatever. It's his brother. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Peter, that will make other blockchains obsolete and ultimately worthless. And then the last slide, I already support cash tokens. You don't have to sell it to me. I love this one as well, too. This was also, I think, a front runner to win because I know Fix the Tracking is in the chat. So uh, it's also representing for this episode. But the reason it made me laugh is because we talk so much on this show about BCH maximalism and how you can be non-toxic, like, maximalism that's just perfectly encapsulated like making the other blockchains obsolete bch global reserve currency who needs anything else that's right up my alley i love the fact that he's saying cash tokens is just going to eliminate the need for all the other chains which is exactly what jason dreisner was telling us about on his episode so yeah i I like this one a lot definitely made me laugh I I, i think i sent it a tip uh but i will have to go through this thread and tip some afterwards yeah that's a good one i like that one from CM Works, Ruggers be like, and then a dude just rave, raise, uh, rubbing his hands. But this is a common meme format, right? The, oh, yeah. This guy like coming out from behind a tree is, and if you've ever seen the GIF, he does like a really funny like hand hand motion and then wiggles his head around as he's he's coming out behind this this tree. So I mean. Yeah. It says Bitcoin Cash, Cash Tokens Upgrade Launch, Scammers, Fake Projects, Ruggers be like, yeah, true, but we haven't seen any yet. So it kind of doesn't ring totally true to me in that sense. I like the Celine QR code. Look, let me just tip this one right now for using a Celine uh, wallet. I'll definitely wrap it up. But the actual like, actual meme, I don't know. I think it kind of kind of missed because we haven't seen any cash token scams and stuff. It's like not technically... Right feasible yet because there's no tooling and everything right so i was a little little sus on that to be honest <laughs> but i don't know nice attempt i guess <laughs> good attempt i don't know it didn't get me to authentically laugh right yeah right, right. i feel you technically bch guru could still rock yeah they could but they haven't so that's that's why it's still not totally there. All right, next one. Uh, from thunder.bch, if you want P2P cash, Bitcoin cash is the way. And then it's the picture of the Hulk and the monk person. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Hulk's always got uh, green, so that that kind of is true. But, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Again... I'm I'm not big on Marvel movies. I don't know. What about you, Luke? Do you, do you like Marvel movies? Uh, some of them are all right. They're not my favorite. Yeah, I, it's a bit it's a bit of a crapshoot because the viewers are sort of trying to play on what do we like or not like, and I just don't happen to like <laughs> Marvel movies. So it's a bit hard in that sense. But yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, not one of my favorite. Yeah. All right. So after Hulk, we have. Uh from esdeath.sui the real gem oh this one was uh, probably too late six hours ago yeah that had to be before uh, today you know before before midnight so yeah too late too slow too bad alright 
moving on. Drink some water. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That one made me laugh. And I'd... <laughs> no QR code though, right? Or is it, if you click on yeah. it, can you get Nope, no QR, QR code. code. Okay, all right. Well, you can't win if you didn't put his QR code then. Oh my God, the prison one? What? <laughs> okay, invalid cast. Uh, Maxis. Every coin is a, except Bitcoin is a scam. DeFi is on Bitcoin. I am right and all of you are wrong. And then the group of BCH holders, they just give them a thumbs up. Yeah, I like this. I like this one, but I'm, I'm trending away. Like I might maybe tip this one 50 cents or something, but I'm trending away from memes that sort of reference the maxis and BDC. Like it's just irrelevant, man. I don't, I don't care. Like, okay we've been we've been through arguing with them we've we've won like they're irrelevant and the whole market is moving away from them so right okay i'm gonna i'm gonna send this one 50 this is a good this is a good one but like let's be let's be real like the fact that we even need to make this meme at all is still just keeping them in the conversation when they don't need to be so kind of over that yeah we got a bch story time meme it's interstellar it's from interstellar okay the movie okay it's like they found bch on some planet somewhere and then anna kendrick says bit jason what are you doing <laughs> and then it's jason dries in his face <laughs> awkwardly photoshopped on i don't know is this matthew mcconaughey <laughs> cash tokens he says and then it's a multi-page meme so then it goes into community it's you gotta impossible. open the next yeah it's, yeah. <laughs> it's necessary and bch devs creating the update bch devs creating the update and then the third um oh this third is like on the win. yeah well you got you laughed <laughs> i got a I big like laugh <laughs> yeah. i this one's probably gonna be in my top three okay this one All cracks right. me up yeah, yeah, I, I can see this one maybe being it's a winner. I think this is one of my favorites. Oh my god! Just Jason's poorly photoshopped face. Uh, just, yeah, there we go. adding that in definitely has a an L, and it's the it's topical as well too. You know, yeah. Jason Dreisner, superhero, saving the whole of humanity with cash tokens and the BCH ecosystem going into planetary. The moon is in there, right? That's a big crypto theme. Yeah, I like this one a lot, and I laughed because yeah. you laughed. Oh, when you laughed, you just made it more funny. <laughs> Just as hey, it's, it's necessary. <laughs> All right, strong contender there. Strong contender. Thirteen hours ago, is this? This is before That's... today, my time. But okay, whatever. I'll allow it. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Oh, this is the baby's one with the different nipple. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Yeah. This one cracks me up. I don't think this one can win, man. This one's just, gonna just to too go, weird. To go by that pretty quick, too. All right. Here we go. Like, did this person draw those nipples themselves? I'm like wondering. <laughs> like, how much work went into that? Like, I can't tell if they photoshopped or they actually like drew. They drew. Did they actually draw like five different breasts? Maybe it was mid, 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 mid journey, mate. It's all mid journey. It's all AI generated. So? No, no, I don't think so. I think I don't know. It looks kind of hand drawn. Yeah, it looks kind of hand drawn. I'm impressed. (laughs) 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 Well, it's like I saw a uh, a meme a little while ago. Somebody had posted this Renaissance art of this priest, like having sex with a nun, 
right? And they they had just commented that to say, like, consider that this was in an age where you had no reference materials, no nothing, and you had to hand paint this artwork for over like months. How horny would you have to be to make this artwork? Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of what I felt like. Uh, yeah. That previous one, so yeah, I don't know. I, when I when I first saw it, I was like, "What, what am I even looking at?" And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe. Good. All right, next okay, one, Jen. Much. Yeah, yeah. I'm at least tipping that one. Okay. All right. So I scrolled scrolled by two of the 13 hour ones submitted. We got one from 19 hours ago. Uh, yeah. From Jack P eight nine five four three seven one, and it's just uh-huh. some boxers. Um, Bitcoin Cash beating the shit out of Bitcoin with faster transactions. Oh, it's the Bitcoin Cash podcast representing Bitcoin Cash beating the shit out of uh, BTC. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tip this one for referencing the podcast, but I don't know. Again, kind of if you're on the whole BTC versus BCH type of hip, like, I don't know. We got we got better stuff to talk about. There's, there's more. That's why the cash tokens one was good. It was about bch right so yeah i don't know send that one 50 cents lean doing some quality work here by the way um, <laughs> all right all right on What's to sir mix a lot oh sir mix a lot this was one of my favorites this got as well it also got one of the best community responses partially because i retweeted it but if you have a good meme well that's just the advantage so it's sir mix a lot saying i like big blocks and i cannot lie <laughs> with the the lady in the video clip um well what do you say well endowed is that the right <laughs> phraseology anyway she's covered by the gifted. the bch logo well well gifted naturally gifted lady from the <laughs> so mix a lot classic from the 90s uh and yeah. this one yeah i think this one's also a strong contender because Clearly, it resonated with the audience of this show. (laughs) And uh, I think, yeah, it makes sense. Sometimes you just like what you like. And if that's Bitcoin. If you guys like it, all right. A little little simple for my taste, but. (laughs) You know, not not edgy, not uh, weird enough for you, man. You like the weird ones. (laughs) (laughs) This one's too mainstream. Dude, big blocks. Big so mix a lot. That's too. That's playing to the people. You're you're not repping the people. Yeah. All right. People want to up. Well, yeah, I'm I'm on board with big blocks. So, All right. uh, I'm loving I'm loving that one. I think that one's a strong contender. All right, what do we got next? Next looks like a clip from the office. Uh, a tweet from Elon that uh, says, "Ideally, Doge speeds up block time 10x, increases block size 10x, drops fee 100x, then it wins hands down." Uh, then a photo of uh, the Bitcoin Cash logo, and it's corporate needs you to find the difference between this picture and this picture. And then the I think it, they're the same picture. It's yeah. the it's the classic Pam Pam yeah, I meme. I was thinking Jen for yeah. some reason. Pam is yeah yeah. <laughs> no no it's uh it is Jenna Jenna Fisher. That's why. You're oh, that. that's right, the okay. name of the actress. Yeah, I'm tipping this one uh, as well too because I like this one. Uh, I like that. Elon, it kind of ties into it's a bit of a bit out of date, but it makes sense. Elon has been saying, like, yeah, guys, we need Doge. And his wish list for Doge is just BCH, right? So I like that. 
And I also love The Office. I'm a huge fan of The Office. <laughs> Up yeah. until Michael Scott left, basically, I don't think I've even seen the seasons. If you just stop at the at the episode where Michael leaves, it's like the best best show ever, top five shows. But then if you keep watching after that, it seems like it gets shit. Well, if you don't, but if you just stop when Michael leaves, you don't get the emotional heartstrings pull in the season finale when he comes back. When he comes back. Yeah. I think I've seen that scene on YouTube. That's a great, great scene. It actually brought uh, me to tears and I don't give a damn. Like I watched Marley and Me without crying. Right. I don't know what Marley and Me is. I guess uh, I'm a dog robot. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Good old fictional dogs pulling yeah. on the heartstrings. <laughs> old yeller, kind of like that. Old yell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, this one was a pretty good one. All right, next one. From Dwellers Art, 21 hours ago. Oh, hold on. This is a video. Let me full screen it. We got a video. I didn't even realize we had video submissions. Uh, okay, we're going to see like a cropped version of this unless I can... This is just... Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah. Aspect ratios. Okay. It's the Pink Panther. Oh, the Pink Panther one. There was there was a different version of this that I saw. Maybe it was in another thread or something. But it's just like two cartoon guys. Or one cartoon guy. He's painted whole brown. Pink Panther, the Green Panther comes around and paints it with peer to peer electronic cash. And they're kind of going around in circles in very Pink Panther style. <laughs> yeah, there was another one that somebody did, which was it had the guy painting a door. And he. Yeah. <laughs> and he paints the door and then he uh, opened and closes the door. <laughs> okay this is actually making me laugh now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a good one all right i like that it actually looks like a lot of effort went into that one i think that one yeah a lot of effort went into that one i like that I think one that one d- deserves a tip uh, uh as well too so I've let's seen... just get that qr code up yeah <laughs> all right well i sent that one two dollars to bch is right. that 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 one did make me laugh all right next one uh one uh, from daisy spelled with an e Daisy. Daisy. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, yeah. I think she won in the stream competition. She put in a meme that won, I think. And she got a lot of likes as well, too. A lot of positive community sentiment for Daisy's uh, memes. Oh, it took so, me a second to get this one. Yeah. So it's a guy jumping out of a plane with a parachute. He's skydiving and he tr- pulls the cord on his parachute but nothing comes out and then he looks in his parachute sort of bundle and sees that there is no parachute and then he's wiping his head like because he's realized he's going to die when he hits the ground and then the final panel which is actually half the size of the thing jets getting ads for gaming t-shirt or maybe that's just me on twitch all right uh the final panel (laughs) the final panel is uh the guy's wife and she's hanging up his parachute on the washing line with a BCHB imposed on it. And the text says, don't let your wife know about your BCH wallet seed phrase. So the idea is that this guy's wife washed his parachute on the exact day that he went <laughs> parachuting and he's dead as a result. So I, I was in two minds about this because on one hand, I don't know why the wife was suddenly getting called out like, <laughs> it's a good message like not your keys not your coins love that 
But on the other hand, if it literally is your wife, you might want to be giving her a backup copy or something. This, so, is, this is just Daisy know. snitching on herself. Fellow <laughs> do not get with this lady. <laughs> she will kill you and take your coins. <laughs> well, wouldn't need to. If you if you gave her your seed, then that's it. It's game over. If you didn't, you didn't have to. So there was kind of... Look, there's lols in the chat. People are loving this, loving this meme. It seems like a lot of, a lot of BCHs are, are vibing with these vibes. <laughs> Maybe you need to put the, the backup keys, with your lawyer or something instead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let someone know, right? Well, do you or you just? Yeah, I'm dead. It's a donation to the network, frozen forever, Satoshi style. Go out. I'll- <laughs> I guess you could. Just Your wife works for Ledger now. and she is sending those keys back to their servers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess individuals. I mean, one of the funniest things that I've ever seen in crypto actually was when I was, t- I was explaining um, BCH to my mate and his wife and I was showing them, you know, here's a wallet and here's blah, blah, send it to you. Here's the seed phrase, right? And I said to them, like, I tell everybody that I'm onboarding. Okay, so you can't show me this. Like I say, like, click on the settings, click on that screen. Okay, but I can't look because if I saw that, I could steal all your money, right? So you've got to not share this with anybody because if you do, they can take all of your money. And so I was showing uh, my, I think I was showing, um, so I was showing my mate's wife. I explained that to her. And then she said, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. And then her husband, my mate, uh, says like, yeah, but we can show each other, right? And then she just looked at him like, what are you talking about? And then they just had this moment between the two of them of like, okay, we are not on the same page about this. (laughs) It was over like $1 of BCH, you know? (laughs) And I just thought it was so, it was just so funny to see like, you know, obviously finances in relationships, everybody has to handle that in their, their own way. So uh, I'm sure right. they had a discussion about that later. Certainly, if they were putting more money in crypto than they already, then <laughs> they would have needed to be <laughs> figuring out <laughs> what was the what was the game plan there. Um, you know, that's a pretty funny one. All right, next one. I think we've been through nearly all of them, right? Yeah, just the one, that, except for the ones that were too short. It seemed so. Another 19 hours ago, one. Oh, this is the yes pot, but guy shitted on the bathroom floor. (laughs) (laughs) That one is so weird. (laughs) What is even happening here? So it's the Grim Reaper meme where there's the Grim Reaper and he's passing by door A, B, C with the blood out of it. And yeah. And so he's got what? BSV, Pepe coin and ETH. The Grim Mm. Reaper of BCH has killed them all. And then he's come to, usually he's coming to the last open door of like next one to go. But this time it's a porta potty. And then you've got BTC inside the porta potty trying to keep the door jammed shut mid like defecation. I, <laughs> Luke, Luke likes it. This guy is playing a Luke because I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm like, this is pretty weird. I'm, I'm going to put that in my top three, but it's just. Yeah, <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot. It doesn't fully make sense. Next meme, uh, we have 
just an old guy giving you a hug. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> no QR code, can't win, but no. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> is that bu- pretty funny? <laughs> is that Joe Biden? Veteran? <laughs> Coming <laughs> to sniff my hair? <laughs> Welcome to Bitcoin Cash is the caption. Yeah, definitely. But I'd be a bit worried if this was my introduction to Bitcoin Cash. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to get a hug. The first thing that I'm learning about cryptocurrency up <laughs> come later, I think. Oh, there's a, there's a good one as well down here. From Fortress.cash? Yeah, but there's no QR code, but I want to give them a shout out. Um, oh, yeah. Stephen Crowder, the changed my mind. Stephen Crowder changed my mind uh, meme and it says Bitcoin Cash was created in 2009 changed my mind I love that one because it's like that's the exact argument that we've had on this show with various people like it started in 2017 no it didn't bro how do we have transactions from 2009 if it started in 2017 that would be what are we all time travelers it's not possible. It started in 2009. There's nowhere around it. And what they say is, oh, but it didn't trade on an exchange. There was no Bitcoin cash on exchanges till 2017. But it's like, well, there was no Bitcoin on exchanges in 2009. So did that only start in 2010? What's going on? You know? I saw someone right. uh, get salty over the Robin Hood Bitcoin family thing. And they were like, they're not the same family at all. It just has old blocks that share the same history. And it was like, how the, <laughs> what kind of what gymnastics are going on in your head? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. There, but that's what that's what I was saying though. Like the BDC community is getting increasingly reactionary and riled up about BCH. Obviously, they always have been, but now the calls are increasing because they're they're feeling the pressure. BCH is starting to succeed and sort of emerge out of the shadows a bit. So pressure's on for them. That's why we don't need to be making reactionary memes about them. They're already coming to us. So I'd just chill right. on that front. Yeah. We've got one left. Uh, this looks like a grayscale yeah. image. Let me see. From Leo Lo- Loja? Loa? Lola, maybe? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, no QR code, looks like. Oh, maybe in the corner there. Oh, this is uh, a fresh baby getting all the attention, it being Bitcoin Cash, and the older baby being like, fuck this kid. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly salty. Again, oh, yeah, kind of reactionary. Kind of reactionary to BTC, so I'm less impressed by that. Plus, we already had on the meme stream, the winning, the winning meme was that one of the babies in the pool with the mum loving one baby and then the other baby drowning, <laughs> and then... The skeleton under the water. That one already won on the on the meme stream. So I I don't think this kind of idea it's already been done, you know. All right, wanna do quick scrolling through the ones that were disqualified from being too late? I, I mean, think there's like three here. Whatever. We're kinda of running out of time. Like okay. you got disqualified, you got disqualified. Too bad. So is I think 13, my, is thirteen uh, hours too long? Thirteen hours. Is thirteen hours is thirteen hours disqualified? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. But I mean, you can still tip them if you want, but it's, yeah, it was, you know, it needs <laughs> to be more the, than 15 you see, this, you see this one with the two, erect, the two erections? <laughs> <laughs> I that one was pretty weird. That one on the stream. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. I don't even know if it comes up in my feed here. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Never mind. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pick some winners. So I got to give, I got to give, we, well, we got to give some winners. I think... The I heard he owns a first wave Emerald Dow BitCat here on BCH Guru. That's worth a, a BitCat as well. Like that one, 
that one was uh you know got the token address on it and everything so i think i'm gonna send it i'll do it later i don't have Celine doesn't support tokens yet but i'll send yeah. that one uh bitcat later what have been the the best ones the the, the bitcoin uh jason cash tokens bit jason that one seems to have got the biggest laugh i think that's probably my number one is the one with jason that's your number one okay they put a token address as well but i'm happy to make that the the winner i agree that was a pretty good one it definitely made me laugh as well so let me see yeah that one made me laugh again this bad boy all right i'm gonna just send that one bch right now all right hopefully that hopefully that's sent if that other qr code with the star icon in it is that that's got to be the cash tokens address i think gotcha all right my wallet's frozen up clearly we got to work on a bug there but okay that one wins that'll be one bch half a bch for maybe this um parachuting one that seems to have got a lot of a lot of people love that let's see if the people love it you gotta give the people what they want right they gotta, we gotta give the people what they want okay all right so that's daisy who i think won the previous or was at least in the prizes of the previous competition wins a uh uh, second emergent reason says parachute didn't make sense it does make sense you just don't get it what <laughs> i don't think it makes sense i don't that's why it's personally it's not in my top three it doesn't really make sense to me either I'm not gonna lie it does make it, what do you mean how does it not make sense the guy's going parachuting his wife hasn't communicated with him and in her good-natured intentions has washed his parachute for him but because they didn't communicate has now screwed him and it's the same thing like if you told someone your seed phrase and then your wife lost your seed phrase and you got rugged you'd be in the same situation as this guy with the parachute okay hold on maybe maybe this I, I shouldn't the be the winner rate. though because why would she be I, washing it because you got to wash your parachute i don't know <laughs> i i interpreted I this the, a different way the, the link to the parachute and a seed phrase seems it doesn't i don't know it doesn't it doesn't really link to me very much like I, I get the parachute the whole I get the whole parachute thing, but how that relates to letting your wife know about a seed phrase doesn't yeah. really make sense to me that much. But okay, so, all right. So the way I how about we get, how about we do this third? We give that one third. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> the way I interpreted this one was that the wife knows you have coins and wants to kill you for your coins, and so That's, she purposefully yeah. was like, "I'll take this parachute." Right. See, we're all mixed up. We don't yeah. even know what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds like there's too much confusion about this one. Maybe this one didn't didn't win. I I was skeptical, but the, the community liked it. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, boy, maybe that's part of the maybe that's part of the genius of the art, right? That everyone has yeah. their own interpretation. <laughs> Emergent reason says it's saying your wife is incompetent. Yeah, it is, but that's true. But also, it seems that it was posted by a woman, so it was like a self self jab, like. I don't, you know. That's true. That's true. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're okay. We're in a mess about this one. So I, I don't know. I'll send it to BCH because clearly this has generated some discussion, but uh, maybe not the winning. Let's keep, let's keep that one in our minds. That could be, that could be two or three though. I'm not going to be mad if that's two or three. Okay. All right. I'm sending that one five, five bucks to BCH. All right. I, I think this one of the, I can't wait for the cash tokens ecosystem to take off. I already support cash tokens. You don't have to sell it to me. I, I like that one a lot. And I also like I big blocks. You, you like that. You like that one. 
more than big blocks, do you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So second for this uh, Peter Parker one, and then third for big blocks. I like the I like the Pink Panther one personally. The Pink Panther. Okay. Pink Panther was creative. That I could see that one in in third or in second. Yeah. Um, we could do. Let's see. I'd probably put Pink Panther like third though. Okay. All right. Pink Panther third, and then what? Spider Man second. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's decide it. And I will also separately tip the uh, big blocks meme because I like that one. So I think that was a good, good option. All right. Cool. Well, there we go. That's the that's the winners then. First place to bit Jason in Interstellar. <laughs> Second place to Peter Parker. Cash tokens is the best. So cash tokens, strong uh, trend yeah. for people who who picked yeah. uh, cash tokens. And then third for the Pink Panther. And I'll also send a bit cat to uh, Beach Ads Emma Watson uh, meme. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, the cash token one is good. It's on theme with cash tokens. It's, it's creative, and it made me laugh with the photoshopped head of Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, certainly. Sometimes the the worst memes are the best. You know, sometimes low uh, detail execution actually makes it funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta yeah. gotta give rep for that. Callisti shouting out that he's also tipping people with Celine in the in the chat. So, yeah, absolutely yeah. crushing it. Okay, I got a community comment of the week. We we'll just get through this pretty quickly, but we had um, discussion in the community where Tom Tom Zan, the same one as before. I was talking about said. If you bond with others over how bad things are, you create incentive to maintain badness. If you bond over how cool things could be, you create incentives to improve and learn what else is possible. Nerd emoji, thumbs up emoji. <laughs> and then Bitcoin Cash Audits responded and said, we're about to experience what success looks like. Those who bonded over BCH not getting anywhere are going to have a hard time accepting success. End quote. So I just wanted to bring this up because... I think it's important for everybody to realize it's it's starting to work. It's really starting to kick off on BCH. And ironically, there's going to be a few people who come out of the woodwork to have a complaint about that. And we were seeing a little bit of yeah. that because there are some people who are just self-sabotaging, right? They they like, you know, it's like their little basement clubhouse that they're in where they don't like it when things start to succeed, you know, because then it ruins their little commiseration pity party they had going. And so, yeah, I just think everybody should just be very prepared to just see that and just ignore it. Just let those people fade away. Don't argue with them. Don't like, it's working guys, be happy. And for the people who are too psychologically attached to having a little bitch about it's not working exactly the way I imagined it, or I kind of like that it, it was my little pity party. You're irrelevant. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that happening too if like the fees go up eventually. Like let's say Bitcoin Cash is like widely used and fees go up to like ten cents or something. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people won't be happy. I think I commented when you said that too. That like, well, people won't be happy about that either. But well, that's good. The, but, yeah, I mean, obviously we want demand. If demand is doing that well, then we just got to work on scaling, and then that would right. be. A, a winning situation to be in. Uh, I mean, I would also be a bit worried if we were at 10 cent fees because we'd certainly need to find a way to improve that or build side chains or do something. So that right, right. it could be more consumer accessible to the rest of the world. But uh, yeah, right. definitely would be recognizing that that was 
winning. Like that was a good problem to have that we had so much right. demand. Um, yeah. That was kind of the thing. All right, cool. We got meme of the week. Uh, it was that Bitcoin family thing we said before from American HODL being super salty and upset. Uh, Robin Hood just put, <laughs> I don't even know how this came about. Like Bitcoin family, that's not even a thing. <laughs> but it is now apparently. Uh, and he just posted the uh, Robin Hood app. What in the actual fucking fuck is this? So clearly uh, disturbed by that. And it's just going to happen. Like, <laughs> now, now it looks like this meme should have won. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just the case that BCH is just crushing it with Lindy. We're still around. We're still going. And like I said, getting better and better all the time. So more and more. It's like the fly on the elephant's back, you know, that just won't go away. And the right. BC people, they, they're going to, like, at some point, it's going to go from this is just annoying to, like, I'm really pissed off. And then we're all going to watch their futile rage as they realize that they're just in the same position yeah. as no coiners. No coiners are mad that Bitcoin can't be switched off. And BTC people are mad that Bitcoin can't be switched off in the exact same way. It's quite ironic, you know? Yeah, that's it, crazy. Like I used to look up to some of these Bitcoin maxis, like um, Max Kaiser. You know, like man, I'm like damn. I'm like, I just think Max Kaiser was a cool guy, but now like you want you want to use the power of the state to make every other altcoin like illegal? What the? What are you talking about? You're yeah, like a dude, crazy yeah. fascist, dude. Exactly. <laughs> just shilling their own bags. You know, they're just captured too deep in the source, really. When it comes to that, lost all objective principles. And yeah, yeah I'm sure I'm sure Satoshi wanted us to use the power of the state to make every altcoin illegal. <laughs> like, what are you exactly. talking about? You're yeah. crazy. <laughs> but I guess anyway, these uh, furus will just expose themselves and uh, the market will, yeah. will move on, and move past them. Right. We've got a message to the community. Luke, where are we at? What does the Bitcoin Cash community need to hear? Uh, keep building. I think we're on the right trajectory. I know sometimes people can get, uh, you know, price isn't great, but don't, but price comes later after things get built. Um, I think, you know, we have a lot of the tools now, you know, with cash tokens and hopefully we see smart BCH come back. And now I think we can sort of pivot a little bit to what BCH needs as, as builders, um, you know, entrepreneurs looking to solve problems and using BCH as that tool to solve problems and to build businesses and to make money. Yeah. So we're calling all builders. <laughs> we're yeah, like, exactly. Where, where was that in the memes? Like, I guess there was that one about the BCH community building, but they just needed to cut yeah. BDC out of it somehow and just have right. something more positive and uplifting rather than like reactionary, I think. Right, right. If we but can yeah, get on put the bat yeah, well, that's what the yeah. ETH community does, right? They have this whole joke about right. the bat signal because it's ultrasound money and they're ultrasound oh, yeah, right, like right. a bat, but you know, like whatever. They're that's a bit of a cope, I think, because they're like, it's ultrasound money and I've never bought a sandwich with it. All right, go get out yeah. of here, get out of here, guy. You and your ultrasound money, you're just shilling your bags. Like, come on, yeah. But Where's I think the we're not Ethereum now. Saint Kitts. There's no Ethereum Saint Kitts. There just isn't. There's no Ethereum, Ethereum Cash City. Never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. But I think especially now with, with cash tokens, you know, Bitcoin Cash is o it's open for business. It's been unlocked. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. We got a supporter appreciation as always. Thank you very much to all our donators. Thank you to the Twitch chat, by the way. It's been going off this episode. Good to see a lot of regulars in there chatting away, asking questions. We try to address that during the episode. Thanks for being part of it live. It's always fun. Uh, thanks to the patrons, Ricky and HP, legendary. Thank you to General Protocols, our sponsor. Check out bchbull.com, especially if you want to hedge uh, in gold, like we were talking about. Hedging in gold makes a lot of sense. Backed backed by BCH, though, not backed by gold. So yeah. just just yeah. get that right. And our Flipstarter contributors as well, Majamalu, Marcelo, Renegade, Cheapy, Merchant Reasons, Unspent.app, Molecular, Bitcoin Cash, Audis, Mini Satoshi, and Callisti.cash. Thank you very much for contributing and helping this show keep running. Check out Celine.cash. We got the latest updates out, so give that a bit of a go. And also uh, BitcoinCashPodcast.com for start guide, FAQs, links, all the info. Shout outs. Luke, who are you shouting out and where can people find more of you? Uh, shout out to shout out to Jason for being a, a rock star dev and getting t- cash tokens um, over the line. And I think he does he does good interviews. I enjoy his hearing his thoughts. Um, and I think yeah, he's done a you know so much work has gone into getting cash tokens over the line and just recognizing where you know cash where Bitcoin cash needs to go. And uh, my daughter's yelling. You're gonna have to go in a second, man. You're gonna. Yeah, you can yeah. find me on Twitter, uh, the Luke Pryor. I'm also on a YouTube channel, uh, lifelabs.ai. Um, so we're building a hair mineral analysis. Uh, that's my, my main source income, hair mineral analysis, where I uh, basically tell people what vitamins and minerals they need. I can tell you if you need zinc, copper, yeah. magnesium, that sort of stuff. Love that. Uh, that's, that's my main passion besides, besides uh, Bitcoin Cash and crypto. All right. Some other time we're going to have to do a deep dive on that. Optimizing your minerals. <laughs> Feet Luke yeah. Pryor. Yeah, yeah, we could for sure. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, Jet, shout out. I don't have a shout out for this episode, but Luke, I might hit you up privately just so that you can send a message to my girlfriend and be like, get more iron in your diet. <laughs> yeah. From the expert, yeah, verified. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, iron's interesting. Uh, that's another topic, but usually iron is usually due to a copper imbalance. Oh, there you go. Lens yeah, usually, most people in our society don't have true anemia. Uh-huh. Most people, most people, what they think is anemia is just a copper imbalance because you need copper. Copper basically regulates and helps the body convert some, certain types of iron into other forms to produce hemoglobin. Wow. Okay. I, I, I'll send you literature on it. Yeah, yeah. Much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will Something definitely be forward to thinking about it long. Yeah, nothing yeah. about. And my shout out goes to Wendy, who I've been trying to convert to BCH and we starting to listen to the podcasts, uh, but haven't quite got there. I was explaining to her all about Bitcoin mining and everything uh, today, uh, you know, how it's not going to destroy the world. Actually, it's a huge incentive for renewable energies and everything like that. So if you've made it all the way through this episode, then good job, Wendy. And uh We'll, we'll discuss more. Hopefully you'll accept a bit of BCH uh, soon. I've been, I've been trying to send it like, just can I send you $1? you got to see how it works. Oh, I'm still not sure. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll be able to get over that uh, barrier with a bit more exposure. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll do this again next year. Yes. And you're going to run it on time this time. Yes.
Bitcoin we'll run it with the. <laughs> so I started realizing that if you can just find strength just a little bit longer, you will have a crew of people following you along the way. And that is another thing that no one can ever teach you. Because you, you're going to have to learn that on your own. You're going to have to figure out how to pull that energy out of your mind on your own. There's not, there's, there's no book you can read that all of a sudden I have it. I've got the technique now. I know how to do it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, a grind that you have to start and finish on your own.